You are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. 3 Plus 1 is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast where our host, Let's Talk Tadzi and Didi, this week are joined by Dwayne Stovall and DJ Rocky. Welcome, welcome, welcome guys to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. You have a very full week of content and a lot to talk about. Didi, we have so much to talk about this week. Are you excited? I'm excited because I'm looking through some of the things that you have listed for us to talk about and I know that you're passionate about a lot of these things. So this is your first time looking through the show notes? It sure is. I would like to have all of our plus one audience (laughs) members know that I emailed the show notes out because that's my job as the producer here. To have our content queued up and prepped. I research, I pull the articles, I write the briefs, and I send them to my amazing co-host, Let's Talk Tazzy, and she doesn't do anything with it until the recording. Well, I mean, that speaks to millennial work ethic. That speaks to the millennial work ethic that you bring that to the table. It's because when you give it to me the day of, or when I look at it, when I'm first sitting down, you're going to get my genuine opinion on things. Or lack thereof in regards to you knowledge. You want the real shit that comes out of my mouth, right? You don't want me to come in here and be like, oh, well, I thought about it two days ago and I was passionate about it two days ago. No, right now, I just saw some of this shit and I'm like, let's go. I'm hyped. We will see how that goes and we'll start off with our, on this Monday episode, looking at some social media before we go into the up, the down, the clown. But before going into that, I want to take a moment on our Monday episode and talk to Dwayne Stovall. Dwayne, welcome to 3 Plus 1 Podcast. What's going on, We are happy that you are here to join us. Tell us a little bit about your work in the, uh, as a content creator. Okay. Uh, Well, first and foremost, I just want to say thank y'all. The boss right here, the queen, you know, she loud and got a lot of energy. And thank you so much. Is that what you call it? Energy? I I just call it loud. We love to hate black men. No, but no, but um, just really, really taking the time to kind of just dive into a little bit as to what I do. Um, I do consider myself to be a content creator all because uh, I do have a magazine that I did create on my own. So um, and that deals with a lot of content that I actually have to put together in order to get my viewers or my readers to be uh, involved and engaged to what we got going on. So from that um, process, um, outside of that, I also have a team that I work with. Actually, um, an individual right now, Rocky the Babe, the DJ, the one and only. She's here with me right now. Um, She's actually my makeup artist as well for the magazine. So everything that you've seen so far um, with the second issue um, is is her work. So, you know, I just want to say thank you, Rocky, for being here and supporting me. But outside of that, man, just trying to engage and build relationships with people. Like right now, that's what we're doing. We're networking, we're, we're building, and we're 
connecting. So as long as I got that process going um, with the content creator, and I think I can do anything that I need to do. So right now we here on your show. So. Right. So L U L Magazine is yes. the magazine. Yes. And so tell us what it stands for and what is the premise of your publication. Okay. So L U L stands for Let Us Live, and I created a different brand so that people can be attracted to it. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything right now because we're on podcast, but if I was to show you guys, it would be a, a front L, the U in the middle, and then a backwards L, which is kind of create the uh, the mysterious, um, hell, I don't know what the hell to call it. I just know it's different and it's attractive. So that's really what I wanted to do with the actual brand itself. As far as the content, it was created for um, all individuals at the All-Inclusive Lifestyle Magazine where we try to make sure that we support and uplift of the people who are doing different things in life. So for right now, for you and Zach, you guys are doing a podcast and this is just maybe one part of how you live. You know what I'm saying? By talking to people, getting them and getting their um, their responses as to the show. Outside of that, we just try to make sure that we cover people that, um, that love each other. You know, we try to make sure that we bring in the unity version of it and then we also try to create a uh, space for the diversity. And so everybody is involved in the magazine. There's nobody left out. Big, small, celebrity, non-celebrity, doesn't matter. I think everybody has a story and we're here to make sure that we tell that story through my content. I like that. You, you like the concept. It's a great concept. Let Us Live magazine. So you have now, I think you're on the third issue of the magazine. Yeah, going into the third And you have issue. a robust amount of even digital content via your Instagram yes. and how people can access it. Yes. How have you been able to secure the funding for the publication? You have lots of young listeners, millennials like yourselves, who are out there who say, I want to create a digital magazine. And it's really, or a, a print magazine. Right. But they don't know how to get the funding to do right. that work. Where? How did you make that happen? Okay, so honestly, when I first started off, I really didn't know, to be quite honest. You know what I'm saying? I really didn't know exactly where to go, who to talk to. But when I realized, okay, man, Wayne, you got to do your research. I think research is very important in order to even get started on something that you have a passion for. And so the money, I, I wasn't in the space that I'm in right now where I'm actually an engineer, a software engineer. So I work downtown at a corporation. So that's kind of like where the money pours in. I'm kind of independent sponsoring So myself. you're investing your investing money in your money. dream to get the payoff yes. later. Yes. So that's the main core of it. And then just trying to reach out to other individuals who may um, believe in my vision and who may want to pour into my vision. And so that's kind of like where I make the connections. And it could be outside sources. It can be people that are close to me. Some of my close friends have donated and sponsored so i mean as long as you got people like it's a race said stop looking so high up when you got people right next to you mm-hmm. so that's kind of like what i did as far as the process of building and funding lul magazine is to pour in it as an investment of my own and then just reaching out to somebody that was close to me that also believed in it as well so as you've done this what is the biggest lesson that you've learned that you can share to our listeners about this work is to stay committed to your passion because a lot, you know, right now there's a lot of things going on in the world. There's a lot of distractions. And if you get distracted, it can throw you off of your process. The process is there and a strategy is there put into place so that way you are able to execute um, professionally. I try to make sure that everything that I do is professional, but just stay committed. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't have that commitment right then and there, at least continue to make uh, progress in some aspect of your business um, so that way that passion can still flow through so when you're able to pick it back up 
you know exactly where to start off at. So I know you said that you have team members that you work with that are people that you know. Go ahead and take this time. Shout some of them out. That's Go what's ahead up. Shout okay, out okay, okay. The people that was there, they were shooting with you in the gym. <laughs> let them know you appreciate them. So let us know, the listeners know, definitely. who has been working with you, what they do, and how they contribute, and all of okay. that. I'm sure they would love to hear it. Most definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Queen. So at this particular time right now, like the first shout out, Rocky, she's here in the building mm-hmm. with me today. You know, so thank you so much, first and foremost foremost personally for just being there as a friend and not only just as a friend but somebody who's professional who knows how to execute very well she is my makeup artist my only makeup artist who actually makes sure that she put hands on all of the models that come through so i just want to say thank you so much for doing that you know and hey rock um also shout out to uh raheem brazil he's also a part of the media mm-hmm. aspect of it so that's kind of like where the interviews come in we actually had an opportunity to uh interview the brown boys and the and they were some some young um, successful little gentlemen you know they actually been doing a lot of stuff with their lemonade here in Atlanta so I do want to shout out Raheem for that for putting his best foot forward to make sure that he completes that task um, also to my creative director Tremaine she's here actually here in Atlanta she does <laughs> she does also a great job she's real skilled with drawings and so forth so a lot of the decisions that come are not final until we we talk first, so she's allowed to maybe draw some sketches or just kind of uh, pitch some stuff to me, and then we're able to kind of come together before we pick, bring it to the team to make that decision, and she's been doing a great job, so I want to just shout out her for that. Then I got two of my amazing writers, Angela and, and um, Sam, and then I just brought in two more people, a, a personal blogger by the name of Noah, and then also another correspondent by the name of Sydney. I know it seems like a lot of people, but it takes a lot of people Squad. to get it done. Right. So I just want to say thank y'all so much, you guys have also been doing a great job and we just got to keep up the good work well that is wonderful that you were able to shout out your team we're so glad that rocky is actually here with us and we'll be having her interview on tuesday and if you stick with us you all we'll finish Dwayne's interview on wednesday as well but it's about that time for us to dive into social media <laughs> and i know if you're on social media then you have for sure without a doubt seen the fried chicken sandwich wars that have been going on <laughs> on the internet. It's insane. Insane how crazy people are going about this Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's. Then all these other restaurants were jumping in. So have any of you at the table had the Popeye's chicken sandwich? Me, me, me. I had me, it as well. <laughs> um, Dee Dee, did you have the sandwich? Absolutely. Rocky, did you have a sandwich? Absolutely not. <laughs> Listen, first of all, let me say this before we dive into it. I had the sandwich. It's not as amazing as people are trying to see. It's Man, good. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Niggas been eating Popeye's chicken for I years. Disagree. I disagree. Popeye's chicken on a nice brioche bun. What you had, the original or the, or the spicy? spicy. Oh, it's man. on a nice brioche bun. So are you so, saying to our audience, you're you're sitting here. It's not worth the fighting. So you're sitting here. i fighting workers. Okay. Y'all are fighting Popeye's workers. Uh, Y'all cussing them out. And that's not that, appropriate. It's not okay. That's not okay. The chicken sandwich ain't worth that. That's right. what I'm saying as right. a person. No like, sandwich is worth no that. No sandwich right. is worth right. that. People right. need to check themselves and get yeah. themselves in order. Because it's not worth the line. Crazy. Uh, I agree with I've that. I've seen so many videos of like 
I saw a video today of a man jumping in the drive-through window <laughs> fighting somebody because they but told you know them what? the sandwich ran out. But you know That's what? Not okay. But you know what it's I think? I think it. the reason that these things are happening is because they know the power of social media. And what's happening is people Black trying, Twitter to, go, blew people it trying up. to go viral. Yeah. So what they're doing is acting crazy but for a okay. chicken sandwich. But I, I, I agree 100%. I really am proud of Popeyes for coming yes. up with this viral strategy and really learning how to take their new product and really make it a part and infuse into mm-hmm. pop culture. Hopefully, other uh, venues and other uh, will learn to do this, and everybody will learn to respect the power of the black dollar and black Twitter and black social media. Black and black right. people will also right. learn how to use that resource yep. to promote each other because we're making yep. Popeyes rich, but we have uh, entrepreneurs like Dwayne Stovall out here with. Uh, Living Your Life magazine, we should make that viral. We should make that big. Yep. Uh, you should make 3 Plus 1 podcast that big. Yes. But I just want to ask Tazzy, is the Popeye's chicken sandwich <laughs> better than the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich? Okay, this is the thing. Have y'all ever gone to Chick-fil-A and told them you want your sandwich well done? No. That's the problem. Go to Chick-fil-A, ask them you want your sandwich well done, then compare that to the Popeye's <laughs> chicken sandwich. I Okay, so this is my thing. I like both sandwiches. I don't think one is better than the other. I'm not one of those people that's like, die hard. I'm going to pick one side. But I know Didi is itching to tell us that he's King Popeyes and Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah, he's boycotting Chick-fil-A. Every season, we're boycotting right. something. Okay. So he's boycotting Chick-fil-A this year. Last year, and I think still now, he's boycotting the NFL. Um, I'm sure next year, he'll be boycotting something else. And I'm I'm power to the people. Let's keep boycotting. But I really have no... I'm I'm indifferent when it comes to which sandwich is better. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with you supporting Chick-fil-A and spending your money where you are not wanted (laughs) as an ally of the LGBTQIA community and as a black woman. Because Chick-fil-A has done everything they can do to tell you that they really don't value you or support you or give one iota about who you are as a person. Yet and still, you go there, not only do you go there, but you change up their sandwich menu to get it well done. (laughs) I am... I can't say that the... the, Yeah, I'm hands down team team Popeye's. I'm hands down for anyone who isn't going to tell me that my life is not worth more than my money. And that's what Chick-fil-A has done. Chick-fil-A supports uh, anti-Black Lives Matter movements. Chick-fil-A, you know, has anti-rhetoric, the rhetoric of hate and the rhetoric of uninclusion. And I can't support that. So actually, I don't even remember what a Chick-fil-A sandwich tastes like, whether it's well done or even not done, because I haven't had one in so long. Of course, that boycott of Chick-fil-A uh, will continue. So, so for me, minute, the vote goes to the Popeye's I'm chicken sure, sandwich. I'm sure. And for those who listen... The yes. Popeye's chicken sandwich yes. and your yes. vote going for them, I know this is another thing you're passionate about. Oh, yeah. There's a picture of a Popeye's worker drained out of her... Like, fully drained. <laughs> Because somebody jumped over the drive-thru to snatch a sandwich that wasn't there. is, I'm tired. And that is the picture. Didi has posted the picture on his social media three times. (laughs) And what did I say? let people know, (laughs) if you (laughs) post this picture, I will unfollow you because you're ignorant. 
So let me explain. Yeah, I think that's a really. I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I wasn't gonna bring it up. But there bring are it up, bring it up. there are things every now and then that I'll see on social media that makes me say, if this is something that you can post, then I don't want you to be my friend. I don't want to know you. And so what you have is a, a woman who is who could be somebody's mother grandma. who is working right. to pay her bills. Somebody's grandmother. She could be working now because she's raising grandchildren, even great grandchildren, and she is slumped over and she's exhausted. Number one, if you've never been that tired in your life, that you've never done a good day's work in your life, mm-hmm. number one. And for the social media world, Black Twitter, whoever did it, to take this image and then make constant memes and jokes about it is disrespectful to the hardworking nature of who we are as Black people. So you're disrespecting your mother, your grandmother, your great-grandmother, and every ancestor that you've had by trying to make fun of her for being tired of making your chicken sandwich. In addition to that, I've seen so many people on social media talk about, I love Chick-fil-A because when I go there, they say it's my pleasure to serve you. So this woman has probably given her pleasure to serve you and given out of herself, worked herself to the absolute bone to serve you, and she becomes a meme. You're not making memes of the tired Chick-fil-A workers. Why are you making memes of the tired black Popeye's worker? And you know why you're doing it, because society has brainwashed you against people that look like you, and you should be ashamed of yourself. And if you follow me on social media and you post a picture, unfriend me today. I don't want to be your friend. So, Tazzy, that's absolutely how I feel. And yes, I have a lot of passion about it, because I'm tired of ignorance, and, and we have to be the ones to stand up against it. You shouldn't do your okay, okay, okay. You shouldn't do it because there's nothing but truth. There's nothing but truth. There's no good in making fun of somebody's grandma who's having to work at Popeye's at that age to make ends meet. That's not funny. It's not. You're right. You're right, baby. Anybody say you was wrong? You're absolutely right. Woo! But I got a little hot up in here. I've been over here fanning because we just been... You know, preaching to us. And, so, and like, just in case you want to, there's a whole, ent- there are tons of websites dedicated to the homophobia of Chick fil A and how they support anti LGBTQ groups. So if you are uh, supporting them, then you can unfriend me too. And I think uh, while we're talking about being unfriended, we can talk about someone now who has very few friends out there. And that's uh, former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer. Uh, Sean Spicer was selected to be a new cast member on the upcoming season of Dancing with the Stars. As soon as, as, as Sean Spicer was announced, it began to trend on Twitter. Hashtag boycott Dancing with the Stars or boycott DWS. This season seems very solid. You got Hannah Brown from Bachelorette, Carmel Brown from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, former NBA star Lamar Odom. But despite the high impact of these celebrities, everyone is still saying or a number of people are calling for a boycott of the show because Sean Spicer is going to be on the show. First off, do any of our guests today watch Dancing with the Stars? I've actually watched Dancing with the Stars. As far as the people who are dancing, it just depends on a familiar name to me, to be honest. But this particular situation I have heard about, but I do watch it, though, yeah. Yeah. What about you? It, if it catches my attention, then I will watch a few of the contestants, but... I don't watch that dry ass show. <laughs> no. I ain't never watch watched it. it. No, it's no interest. <laughs> I don't give a damn about y'all dancing with some D-list celebrities that don't nobody talk about no more. No. You never watched it. They put Beyonce on the show. I'm tuned in. But Beyonce <laughs> ain't going on that dumb ass show. So I'm not watching it. I don't care. I don't know anything about it. It's a it. highly rated program. It's highly yeah. rated. It yeah. gets good ratings. People watch the show. Because middle-aged white women love stuff like this. So do you think that the show is going to do well by having Sean Spicer on the program if they make a mistake in their program? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't have an opinion. 
this is the problem. Didi knows me, and then he picks stories that he knows I don't give a damn about. I don't give a damn about dancing with the stars. So tell me, Tazzy, what story out there do you do you care about? I love the Popeye story because it's exactly. Popeye. So it's about balancing our perspective. I really wish that this could be nothing I love but stories about media takeout. I wish this could just be media takeout. TMZ, the shade room. You know, but guess what? We have an audience that goes beyond those uh, outlets. If you want the shade room, you go to the shade room. If you want TMZ, you go to TMZ. But if you want the 3 Plus 1 podcast, you tune in and listen to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. That's why we got your old ass on here so you can talk about old people shit for the old people that listen. And speaking about old people things, perhaps the answer to our sponsors that category and perhaps so too does the fires in the, in the Amazon where you're not going to have any oxygen to breathe and you're going to die. Which is also trending on social media. Yeah, because they're going to be in cages because Donald Trump's going to send you back to where you came from as well. (laughs) We have fires in the Amazon that are up more than 80% this year. So have you guys been following this where the Amazon rainforest is on fire? Yeah. Rocky, talk to us about it and what your thoughts are. My thoughts about this Amazon is like, I don't understand people not realizing like this is affecting everyone's health. But at the same time, like people need to understand like, we are what we breathe, drink, eat. Like, this is just your health. So, this is something that everyone should, should kind of, like, think about. Like, when you think about the ozone layer and global warming and the climate changing, like, this is... The heat has been unbearable. Like, this summer has been a really, like, a hot girl summer. Like, really hot. Literally hot. I don't yeah. know where this heat has come from, but it, it doesn't seem right. So, yeah. I feel like with the Amazon burning... Remember that we breathe in oxygen. So who's going to replace those trees for the oxygen so people can breathe? And because when you think about people like with COPD, with uh, issues with when it comes to like asthma and things like that, like it gives a hard time for them. And our oxygen, like we we need oxygen. So it's like we need water. We're made of water. H2O, we're like 80% of water. Like we need oxygen that that's going to be actually clear enough for us to breathe in for us to be our best selves because if we're not operating at our best selves well, I don't feel like we are because it's like sometimes like when we look at the government and the the political like the change as far as they, with even the environment how people are more hateful now people are killing people for skin color and race and this is 2019 this is two this is a different type of like generation to where like we have another side of a millennials that's growing that's like you know in this seeing how this world is right now which is not giving them really much hope because it's like they're looking at this like well is this going to be life for the rest of my life and these are emerging minds because when we look at it like we don't really fully grow to like we're 24 but these are minds that's watching us and seeing like what's going on and we're not taking care of our earth like, things are not, like... But not only that, though, right? Yeah. And I don't mean to end the intro, but we was actually having a conversation about that before we got here, talking about natural disasters and mm-hmm. so forth. But we, I really don't think it's a natural disaster. I really believe somebody started that. Well, I saw something on the, the president of Brazil. They, it was an intentional fire. Right. Like, yeah, that right. Did, it just didn't... 
appear out of nowhere. Like somebody appear. set that fire. Exactly, exactly. And like when you think about the whole entire situation at hand, like Rocky said, like we get into our last days. A lot of people don't feel like that. But when you think about it and so forth, we've been having a lot of strange stuff going on now. And I feel like if we don't wake up and pay attention to the small stuff, like trees that we need to be able to live on this earth, then we won't have anything else at all. Glaciers melting. And and that's like, and so the president of Brazil has actually called for deforestation. And in many ways, he very well may be a big part of why this happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bolsonaro, I think is his name. I'm not certain of how to say it, but... He's also, he's a far-right candidate, very much a, a Donald Trump-type figure. Many of the uh, officials getting elected all around the world are considered to be nationalists of their country, very much aligned to the Donald Trump pro-whatever-we-are-at-that-moment uh, philosophy. And his position is, at Brazil, it's not fair for Brazil to not burn down and clear out space mm-hmm. for their economic growth and prosperity when the rest of the world isn't willing to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's his argument. Just because the rainforest sits here doesn't mean that we can't burn it down, tear it down, and build skyscrapers and high rises and bring in tourism because other parts of the world, they're not, mm-hmm. they're doing it. So why can't we do it? That's his point of view. What do you guys think about that? That if other countries like the United States aren't willing to protect the environment, then why should Brazil protect the environment? Just because all of our lives depend on it. I feel like it's a, you got to know what it is that you got in your backyard. That's how I feel about it. Like over here, a small amount of trees, and it still affects us even though they've done it already. They, they've they chopped them now. they put in construction and so forth. And I do think that we in some kind of way um, is affected by it. But when you talk about a whole Amazon, like that thing has been there for some time. You've got to know what it is that is contributing to the earth. I saw a report and, that said the Amazon um, provides like 20% of the world's oxygen. Yes. 20% of the world's yep. oxygen. 20% is yep. a huge, amount, a huge of amount of the world's oxygen. And if you're burning down 20% of our oxygen, woo, Lord, we're going right. to meet our Savior soon, ain't it? Yeah. And so, but do you not, so do you think that Americans should care about this? Yes. What the hell? What type of question is that? Yes, we should. But we elected Donald Trump, and he said he could care less about the environment. He's put in so many anti, so many uh, policies in place that have hurt the environment. Then Mm. do they really care? Is like you know how many Americans are really prioritizing the environment in the twenty twenty election? Right. I don't think a lot of them is at all, to be honest with you, because I think that because a man will show you his character. And once he got that position, which he really didn't think he was going to get in the first place, once he actually got a hold of that position, he started to show the power that he actually has. And the, the, the stuff that the people have now started to receive from him, they feel like they can do whatever they want to do. So why does... That why does that matter to him when he's already trying to build up a wall to separate people in general? No matter where they're from, he's already trying to separate that. He don't care because the kids are in camps. Um, now they got situations out there now where the kids have talked about them being touched by certain officials or whatever of the government. Like that's a lot of shit going on. And you mean to tell me like ain't nobody scoping in on that, mm-hmm. or they're just overlooking that? So you mean to tell me they don't care about that? They well, if you mean to tell me that they, if you mean to tell me that. They choose not to care about that, then they damn sure ain't gonna care about no Amazon burning up. No. I don't think so. Woo. I think like in a moment like back when we look back at the sixties and the seventies, uh, people cared about that because once they finally aired the children getting sprayed with water holes and and the dogs out there in Birmingham, the civil rights movement, like it changed America's view. 
But, however, I think, like, America has become numb to some of that, uh, the violence of America. Like, America is violence. That's just what it is. Like, there has not been a great America to where things have always been grown and, 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 like, natively, because I'm from here, like, my ancestors were actually here first. So, for me, it goes deeper than just saying, like, oh, hey, like, the Amazon is burning and, and this is affecting our climate. Like, no, you're actually tearing down and being destructive as you once were when you came to America or whatever they say, like Christopher Columbus came here and found this place. That's not which was a facts, lie. which is not facts. But, you know, at the end of the day, like when we look and discover the truth of the things like America is built on violence. They come, they come and destroy and take over certain things and kill certain things. And then they have to deal with the consequences of of how things turn out to be. But at the end of the day, like they're not understanding like that. This is not permanent. But they're so, not. But they're not even doing it anyway. Because now you know you have tribes like native tribes that actually still believe in their culture, right? Mm-hmm, right? And they're actually fighting for the right to keep their stuff that they've already had. So if they're already fighting against the government for something that small, mm-hmm. something is big. They don't care about that either. They're going to fight against that either. So for you to be able to take a person from that natural habitat, you understand what I'm saying, who still thinks, who still um, looks toward herbs and so forth to kind of heal themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, still in the way of life, and they're fighting for something that already belongs to them, that tells you enough already. So why do we expect something different from a rainforest? Oof. Tough. It's tragic, um, you know. And again, you have our president who's constantly saying that global warming is a hoax. He's constantly saying that this isn't even real, and it's he's real. constantly putting that out there. And he's empowering other world leaders to do the exact same thing. And so it's a constant devaluation to where then you are going to have a situation where you really can't repair, you really can't turn back the hands of time to undo the damage that you've done. When you burn down century a forest that are centuries old, you can't get that back. You can't go back in time and redo that. You, there's no quick fix. And that's horribly unfortunate. But so it's a, to yeah. lighten up the mood a little bit, because it's, <laughs> it's deep. Like, But what's crazy is, honestly, I'm going to say this before we switch to our next subject. Like, I know the podcast has its moments when it gets a little deep when we're talking about random things about this country, but that's the state of America right now. Like, I know I joke a lot, but we are going to be talking about these things on the podcast each and every week because these are things that people need to know about. And I know a lot of millennials that I do know try to avoid the news because we just don't want to be sad and constantly angry. But the podcast will be a place where we're going to address these issues. We're going to talk about them. And I know it's tough to listen to sometimes because you're thinking like, damn, do I really have a future? Should I have children? Blah, 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 because of all of this. But... Y'all, we really got to talk about it so that we can figure out ways to make changes and move forward and build a better world for the future. Hopefully, we can have a future. And on that note... You won't have a future and you won't build a better world if you keep electing people like Donald Trump. It starts with voting and being civically minded and engaged. And until you do that, you're going to get exactly what you deserve. Donald Trump and no trees and no oxygen and kids in cages. (laughs) The transition, like I said... Yeah, like most of us, I was talking to my millennials and everything. Um, a lot of us use Instagram. All of y'all have Instagram accounts, right? Yes. Okay, so (laughs) 
One of the oldest like Instagram hoax is like literally back. And it's even tricking celebrities and politicians. And it pissed me off so bad this week because I saw so many dummies. But this is the thing. When I saw somebody post it, I literally just went and unfollowed them because I was like, you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. So if you're, the quote is like, if you're seeing a meme claiming Instagram is changing its rules tomorrow, it's not. Like even Adam Masari, Masari? The head of Instagram wrote that on Twitter. Um, a years old hoax is making the rounds on Instagram again, claiming the social media company is about to change its rules in order to access users' photos. Users of Facebook-owned social media, including celebrities and politicians, Regina uh, King, I saw you post it and I was really disappointed. Um, Julian fallen- Moore, Julia <laughs> Roberts, Rob Lowe, oh Usher, God, so many so people. Walk a flock of flames. It's so sad. Have fallen victim, which says that images uploaded to Instagram can be used in court cases and litigation against you. Quote, everything you've ever posted becomes public from today. The hoax message says, even messages that have been deleted or the photos not allowed. The message, is in, the message ends with saying, Instagram does not have my permission to share photos or messages. Basically, first of all, if you were on Instagram and you saw somebody post this, the font was three, it was three, four, five different fonts throughout the whole message. The message looked like it had 20 different filters on it. Like somebody just randomly made it and had posted it 80 different times. The fact that celebrities and people with college degrees were posting this, thinking it was a true thing, it pissed me off so bad. Like, (laughs) I was so annoyed. You idiots. Like, why did you post that? What made you think? Oh my God, this random horrible looking post must be true. It must be official. I must post it. Damn, and it happens. Oh, this is not the first. This is the, this has been posted before. The exact same verbiage, the exact same language, and people ran with it. Oh, let's not forget the message mentions a Channel Thirteen News, which is not an actual news outlet. Like, oh my god! And there were so many grammatical errors in the message and everything. Um. I'm so disappointed in every single one of you that posted that. If you're listening to this podcast and you posted this and I don't even know you, I'm disappointed in you. You. All of you. But you know what, though? No, I gotta, I gotta. Did you post it? Dwayne, no, did, you post did you post it? Post oh my it? God. Oh, 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 oh my God. But see, me and you, Queen, we, we the same age, right? <laughs> so, but this is my thing because I work with computers and that's my whole background or whatever. So, it's so hard nowadays because it's got so much bullshit going on right there that you really don't know. Like like you said, you can read it and understand grammatical errors. Wrong, you a know. mess. It was a mess. Right. But nowadays, even if you was the first time, because I think they've already been doing this shit, to be honest with you, even if they didn't make the status. They've already been using people's stuff. They've already been put. How do you think that when you talk first about... First of all, the, it, I... When you sign up for Instagram and uh-huh. you say that I agree to right. the content, you, <laughs> you already, already told them exactly. you can use your shit. Exactly. Because like, people get don't off read. Instagram. You don't read. People don't read. Read the terms in agreement. Yep. You've already agreed that they can use your yep. shit. Yep. This little stinking ass, dumb ass <laughs> post ain't gonna stop them. But you know, it's crazy though, because I think that it's it's a it's a, a fad. You know, like I one like the Popeye chicken shit that we talked about. <laughs> You see how fast that moved around. You know what I'm saying? Some stuff got true to it and some stuff don't. Now, as far as the actual letter itself, I think it was a little bit immature or whatnot. Because, I, again, I think that you already doing the shit. You just don't know it. It's just that when people put stuff in your face, we can read shit all day and get bit by a snake because we really not paying attention to what's actually in the fine print. And I think that's the problem. We so. never thought we'd see a day 
that Popeye's chicken ran out of chicken. <laughs> and all across this United States of America, they, they are out <laughs> of that chicken breast. Killing them so chicken, I man. agree that things like that happen and those types of things uh, indeed do uh, come up. But at the same time, I think that people have... This is one thing I did see on social media, on Instagram. Somebody posted it and it, I thought mm-hmm. it was so profound. Mm-hmm. If the American public can be tricked so easily by a repost hoax on Instagram, we have no hope in the 2020 election when the Russians come to convince us to vote the way they want us to vote. Look who's president, though. Because See, really of the influence right. of external factors like Russia interference. So we're so easily misled by social media that if this could trick us, imagine what better looking optics can do. But see, that's just like the the uh, the wolf who cried. What, what was it? The boy who cried wolf. Well, yeah. cried wolf. The boy who cried wolf, not the wolf who cried. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like you, you know, after so much, you know, who do you believe now? You can't believe your your president because he just all on a whole Ooh. other level. You can't believe social media. Social media is quick. You know, you got uh, what is it um. What's, what's the tool that you can just start changing and putting people's faces on shit and, and changing the way stuff Photoshop. Goes? Photoshop. You got stuff like that. So who can really say if this shit is true? And then when it when something is true, what will happen is we be like, damn, is this true for real? And if it's real, we don't do shit because right. we think, man, that's a, that whatever, that's not real. So who do we believe? How do we right. know what the truth is anymore? But like You're you right. said, when I went through and... Like you said, do your research on certain stuff. So when I read it, I absolutely, immediately went to Google and was like, first of all, I typed in a little code that was in there and I went on and I seen that it was saying that it was a hoax anyway. So I was just like, wow. Wow. Folks, that's so It didn't gullible. take much. It, Nobody it even is. did research. It you is. saw a post, you were like, let me repost this real quick. Right, right. So, you know, our Monday episode is coming to a close and we're super excited to go in to have you guys join us on Tuesday where we're going to continue our interview with Dwayne Stovall and DJ Rocky or we call it what Rocky the Rocky the Babe, DJ Rocky the Babe. And so we're going to do a little bit more in-depth look at the babe's life. But before we conclude and leave you on a Monday, we always like to, on our Monday episode, review the up, the down, and the, the clown of the previous week. And so we do have some pretty good stuff. I'll, you know, this is somewhat of an old up, but we definitely want to recognize Coco Goff for the amazing role and yes. run that she had in the tennis world, and we know that she has next. She has done phenomenal work. She's on this uh, week's cover of Teen Vogue magazine that just came out for the month. And she's an Atlanta native. So we're very proud of her. And we want to give all the shout out we can to this young woman. Any thoughts on Coco and what she represents for the sport? Yeah. I think. Oh. Coco up next. I agree. I completely <laughs> she agree. Is. She literally is up next. It's always. Um, a young black woman on the rise, and this is the one for tennis. Her and um, what's the baby girl that just played Serena and won? Oh God, I can't think of her name. I can't remember her name. Oh exactly yeah, know what I'm talking about. about. Dee Dee, damn. I'm gonna look it up during the break, but um, shout her out too. She beat Serena. Yeah. Um, and but they're on the rise. Like yeah. it's. Black women dominate everything. Mm-hmm. I don't care what y'all say. If you put us in a category, we're going to win. Yeah. It might be things that we're not winning in right now because we have not been given that opportunity to do so, but we dominate across the board always, forever, and ever, and ever. And ever, 
Yeah, Never. I think that's true. I think for me, because now that, like you said, now that we've got women like Serena and her mm-hmm. sister also, that's a part of this um, this whole idea of just athletic women. I think that they've actually got somebody to look up to to realize, wow, man, shit, if they can do it, I can also do it. And also putting in the work and being consistent, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Being committed to that crap. They didn't just start and then lose some things and then just walk away, but they took those losses and they were able to build uh, a success out of it. Mm-hmm. So now we're able to see young teens black women or black men because I think there's I haven't really heard too many black guys out there but I'm sure they're out there doing their thing there, there well are there's some strong uh, young black male tennis players as well okay okay the woman I was talking about that beat Serena um in the US Open final was Naomi Osaka yes yes oh. she's half Haitian half Japanese I believe oh yes. wow really yeah mm. so five Awesome, sis. Always great. Happy to shout out. Shout out to Coco being the up for the weekend. But we also have a down. And the down, you know, it seemed like he was, you know, unfortunately, uh, Officer Daniel Pantello, who shot and killed Eric Garner, was not convicted, but he was fired and removed from his position. So that seemed like, although that was a down, it was also on one hand and up, but it's once again a down. And the fact that uh, within days of him losing his job, a GoFundMe was founded for him, and it's raised over uh, $100,000 already. Ooh. In two days. In three days. And so, you know, what do you guys think about this? What does it speak to, and what does it say? White people will raise money for racism. Mm-hmm. And that's trash. That's it. Like, that's what comes <laughs> Because it's saying that at this amount, $100,000, that's like somebody's life insurance policy or somebody's phone. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, when you're thinking about it, like, if this is how much you would put on somebody's head as far as, like, they did this and you fully support that, like, it just says a lot about your character, which is trash. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just talking about the people that's hiding. I think a lot of people are just waiting to get the privilege to be able to say and do what they want. And so when stuff like this happens and people are funding behind it, because like I said, mm-hmm. I, whether whether um, it was killing somebody or whether it's the president, they they all obviously both have different alternative motives. But right. at the end of the day, people are supporting stuff like that. And so for us, we have to be mindful and, and our eyes have to be open to what's going on because... What we think is not happening is happening in front of our face. And, you know, back then, if North, they didn't really, uh, uh, they weren't really affected by slavery and stuff like that. But down south, they were. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's when the, the KKKs was out here hanging and lynching people. And they even still doing this stuff to today. And I think a lot of this stuff is being covered up. But now people are bold. And I think now they feel like, okay, well, hey, he killed a guy. And what? We're going to still support him regardless. But that shows you what direction we're going as a world and what we need to do as people, as citizens of the United States of America to go out there and vote to make a change because without us, we're going to stay in the same place. So, What you think, Didi? You know, I think it's unfortunate. I think that it is about voting, but it's also about educating people and that's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. I can see why someone, you know, let's say that I am unaware or I just don't get it or I still believe firmly that police officers are going to always do what's right and they're always going to act in a justified way and I don't care about getting my information in fact straight. I don't care about looking at the footage. I don't care about seeing what's beyond the Fox News that I watch every night. I can see how you would feel as though this police officer was wrong because you're not willing to get the facts. You're only looking to bias media sources for your information. But it's our job to educate people through whatever means we can and on any platform that we can so that they can elevate themselves in the conversation and we can enhance the quality of what we have in our media in our nation 
So with that, we go now into the clown. And, uh, you know, this was a tough one, but I'm giving our clown to Coach Brian Flores and his trash team, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Brian Flores' song selection at Tuesday's Dolphins practice was um, nonstop Jay-Z. This comes after wide receiver Kenny Steele's criticized Jay-Z for partnering with the NFL. Um, and so that coach played eight consecutive Jay-Z songs in a row that forced Kenny to listen to it, probably at a level of possible embarrass- embarrassment. And I think that that was absolutely disrespectful and ignorant. Um, and I think, you know, Brian Flores is a horrible coach of a horrible team, and I wish them nothing but absolute failure in the upcoming NFL season. Because you're a clown. Yeah. Your team's a clown. Your colors are clowns. Yeah. You know those colors that teal? Yeah, teal and orange. See plenty of clowns wearing that. <laughs> um Now I know we got Miami people out there, your diehard fans, but again, your coach is a clown. Yeah. And that was even before that he even made the final decision. Like JC had JC had already said no matter if he sat down with them or not. I think it's a bigger picture to the situation. Maybe some of us may not understand, and we will never understand until we've seen the full picture. However, right. he never made a, an official uh, decision whether to be with them or not. I think that's where the viral situation that came about with Jermaine Dupri and Jay-Z about them saying that Jermaine Dupri was saying that what he told me, you know, we had a conversation about it, but like Jay-Z said on V103, was that I never, me and Jay-Z never had a discussion about that. Right. And he had to make sure he cleared that up because they have a brotherhood between each other. But like I said, if you have told somebody in the past and they're just not coming up, then they're, that's a little fishy right there. But at the end of the day, I'm just waiting to see what the end result will be because sometimes you got to have a, mm-hmm. a, um, a spy in there a little bit to kind of find out what's really going on. Because you know, yeah, I, I have done... This week, last week I was undecided. This week okay. I've done my research. Jay-Z, I'm now done with him too. So he's going to get added right <laughs> to the boycott list, right beside, right below Chick-fil-A. Now, Chick-fil-A is still above Jay-Z, but Jay-Z is right below Chick-fil-A. This decision, to me, as I've researched it, I've heard people speak out against it. Dame Dash came out this week also talking about it. I've read numerous uh, thought leaders. It, it, he was just saying that Jay Z is a very self centered person who's always going to act in his own best interest. And but I know Dame that they have always been beefing with Jay. No, they have because he was a co founder of Rock Nation mm-hmm. and he got cheated and had his empire stolen from him by Jay Z. Mm-hmm. So I get that and I understand that and I know all of that. But what many uh, thought leaders around the issue are saying is that this is an issue that undermines the movement. Right. It totally takes away from why Colin Kaepernick kneeled in the first place back in 2015 when there was much racial injustice in San Francisco. There's a whole movie out now, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, because San Francisco is so noted for racism. Colin Kaepernick worked there. That was his team. He was their quarterback. He was standing up for what he believed in. And what Jay-Z did, pulled the rug out from under his movement and completely undermined him. There's no way around it. It doesn't matter if Jay-Z is going to transform the NFL. It doesn't matter if Jay-Z is going to become an owner of an NFL team. It doesn't matter if Jay-Z is going to give us amazing halftime performances. He still hurt a movement. Jay-Z has not done a whole lot for civic engagement in this nation. So I don't know if this is going to make him move in that direction. I sincerely doubt it. What Jay-Z is going to probably do is add to his billions of dollars. That's what he's doing. And that's not helping our people. That's not helping our nation. And that's not helping Colin Kaepernick and the Black Lives Matter movement. So I'm completely done with him now. Well, it's definitely black exploitation when you look at it from a way. Because from what I'm looking at it and hearing Damon Dash's perspective of the situation... I look at it as, a, as if, like, okay, somebody has this perspective and opinion about a situation that they've known someone for years. 
So for them to come out and say this, you know, authentically of how they feel about the situation, then of course, like them going through that business together. But at the same time, when you look at it, like there's been certain movements like Colin Kaepernick was doing this two years before it actually went viral as far as him kneeling. Like people started to catch on late as hell. Like that's right. He was doing it like before it got to Nike, before the sponsorships, and for before like people were. And Kenny still like, he still kneels. He still he does still it. Does, He's still doing right, it. Right. And then you come and have people saying like, "Oh well, we we've done that. We've moved forward and things like that." But at the end of the day, you still have people that are are in that that are experiencing these things day to day. Like it doesn't stop. So. It's not like you can say, oh, the, the marathon ends or anything like that because the marathon continues. So at the end of the day, you I have to look, look right. at like per- people's character and what their intentions are as far as either or they're uplifting the community or they actually are just using it as a reward monetarily and like getting the um the, the aspects of it where it financially benefits them versus like looking at the whole perspective of how it's affecting the whole community on a, a grander scale. That's right. One thing that we have not done yet in season two that we always made a part of season one is talk about things that we found and products that are out there that we really value, we really love, and really appreciate. So does anyone have a product out there that you're using or something that you found or you're buying that you really love? I will say that the brand new... White cheddar Cheetos are delicious. They always had the white cheddar puffs, yeah. but a puff is a little bit too soft for me. I like a bit more crunch with my snack. And so the new white cheddar Cheetos are absolutely uh, great. This is a product that I love. Anything else to add to the list? Yeah. So as you all know, if you've been listening to us, um, Pinot Noir is my favorite wine. And I put y'all on a wine uh, last season. But this season I found, whoo, it's from Cats and Hall. Their Pinot Noir is absolutely amazing. What's the price point? Woo-wee! It's a $60 bottle. Um, <laughs> I got it as a graduation gift. Um, so I popped it open one night like, mm, let me treat myself. Oh my God. Like, and I put y'all on me only like last year sometime. And I love that. That's a great Pinot Noir. But this... Passing Hall Pinot Noir is phenomenal. Oh, so it's definitely the product that I love. Mm, you sound like I you made y'all on a special bars. night. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> mm, any products? Uh, for me, I haven't really tried any major new products, but I have had this one product that I like to use, and I haven't found. I didn't find it until recently. And this is actually a hand soap. It's called Milk and Honey. Oh, from soft soap? Yeah. Ah, I love yeah. that. It's good. It's good. It's so, good. milk and honey is actually really good. And see, I'm a dark-skinned guy. I know you guys can't see me, but I'm a dark-skinned fellow who gets ashy when it gets cold. So, <laughs> I'm just keeping it 100. But with that soap, it also actually makes your hands feel a lot softer, you know, especially mm-hmm. for people who use their hands a lot. I mean, I'm in engineering, but I do like to fix and work on stuff. But my hands normally are gritty. So whenever I wash my hands and so forth with the milk and honey, it just, it lathers the hand and it feels good on the hand. And then when you rinse it off, it doesn't seem like it's dry. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I just like to feel good and my hands to feel soft. So milk and honey, if you guys have not checked that out, make sure you check that out. It's good. All right. All right. So... For me, I feel like the newest products I have tried lately. Mm. 
or any product that may not even be new, something that you just love that you want to share with our listeners. It's okay, oh. Rocky. You don't have to have a product because Dee Dee did not prepare you for this question. <laughs> okay, we should have let you know like to have things, something. But um, I, I really like myself. Like I like me time, so I really like enjoying like times of solitude. Like I'll take a, like a bubble bath for myself. So. What kind of bubble bath? Like a nice tell them what kind of it is. <laughs> don't lie. Tell them no, right now. My cousin actually has a great business. It's called <laughs> Ion Cares for Athletes. It's like it has um this soap salt that um you can actually bathe in like. Take a bath in, basically, but it's like peppermint, so it soothes your muscles. Um, I use it for spiritual things, like removing, like, banishing spirits and things like that, because I'm more into my spiritual nature. But it actually have an athletic line for people who, who like, work out, run, things like that. Um, definitely check him out. It's Ion um, Care, and he definitely has, like, these uh, salts you can get from either on Amazon, you can get it on Walmart.com. And basically, they just really kind of help you relax when you're taking a bath. Like, if you want some good me time, get those salts. And you just sit up there, put your your uh, your water on, and then dip, you know, put the salts in. And you just relax. Sit in the bu- in tub and just, just breathe and relax. And you feel so much better once you get out. Because it's like, to me, like, I just like to take the little time for myself to kind of take care of myself. And so that actually helps me to kind of, like just decompress for the day and just mm. just re- be able to breathe and just relax and enjoy like just being who I am so that sounds awesome so I would like to thank you guys for joining us on a Monday, Monday uh, and yes. we're excited to continue and talk to you guys uh, tomorrow we'll thank see you guys you. tomorrow okay.